Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For some reason, it's still ringing. Oh, there it goes. It's still ringing on my phone and, and, and watch. It was just like, uh, okay. Your computer's that fast, Joe. Apparently. It's that alien router. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's so fast. It's in the future. Or in the past? Oh, okay. No, it's okay. in the future. It's so fast. That's fair. That's it's fair. A Einstein thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Special relativity, you know, things going, speed of light, perspectives, stuff like that. Okay. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Meh. Meh. One of those weeks. Oh yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Got anything good to talk about this today, brother? Not really. Neither do I. So why is Kevin Smith giving up smoking weed? Um. So. Apparently, he has been smoking weed for 15 years straight. That's it? Yeah, so I didn't know. It started when he smoked weed. Well, he smoked weed before, but his habitual smoking of weed started um, during the filming of uh, Zack and Miri Make a Porno. So when you're saying straight... You mean like every single day? Yes. Smoking weed straight. Okay. Like I guess, cigarettes, basically. Yeah, I guess 15 years doing that is pretty rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, so basically it started with uh, uh, he smoked a, uh, some weed with, with Seth Rogen um, on the set of uh, Zack and Mary Make a Porno. After that movie bombed, essentially, um, because it was, well, I mean, too smart for most people and also just disgusting. Uh, I really think it was ahead of its time, because if it, I don't know if you make that movie now, well, you probably could, but if it would have been five or six years later, I think that movie would have done better. Um, but anyways, that's the side, that's besides the point. Anyways, so after that movie bombed, he, he got, um, as he put, a, a wounded heart. And so he decided to lean in on the weed smoking as a bandage. And as time went on, that wound got bigger 
And so he started smoking weed more and more. And then his words in that article said that one day he woke up and realized he was bandaged like a mummy and he couldn't really see, hear, or be present. So he decided to uh, give up smoking weed. He's not leaving the weed culture behind. He is just taking a, uh indefinite break um, due to the fact that he hasn't felt that he hasn't been present lately with his uh, fans, his work, his family, things like that. Um, so he has stopped uh, as of the recording of the last episode of uh, Fat Man and, uh, and uh, Fat Man and uh, what's he called? Batman on Batman? No, I don't care what they call it anymore. Did they change it? I think so. It's been yeah. A long time since I've listened to any Smodcast stuff. Oh, Fat Man Beyond is what they call it. Um, oh, nice. And uh, so uh, he said on that episode they were he was uh, uh, essentially. In other words, celebrating uh, five weeks sober at that point. And he told the story, and he said that uh, he's he's more present and clear than he than he said. He's like is, and he's like, I want you to know that I'm sober. Um, this is the first episode I've done sober, and uh, I'd have to say that is this what this fucking show is? And I was like, that's <laughs> pretty fucking hilarious. So, that's uh, in a nutshell. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever helps. And I, I think he, because I mean, he has a, a branded line of weed um, through Cavalier uh, with Jason Muse, and he says he's not he's not giving that up. He's not he's not shunning the the weed community. He's just not partaking in it himself. Right. Um. Because he's afraid, as his, uh, you know, uh, the effects it could have on his brain as he gets older. Um, and and into his point, uh, and and not to like glorify it at all, but marijuana does affect people differently, uh, or different people differently. So it could be that he just felt that he was cloudy and he needed to, you know, to clear the skies, as as someone would say. Um, and it just could be a. Uh, a thing where he he doesn't feel he was as productive as he should have been. Understandable. He does have a lot going on, so I I would imagine that uh, it would affect that. Yeah. I'm watching the uh, the pan. What is it? Peter Pan. Peter Pan and, and Wendy. Trailer that that you sent. Yeah. A second ago, I didn't. Did we talk about this before? Because I don't. Remember remember anything about this yeah a long time ago when they first announced it and then i went to bring it up uh the weekend of the super bowl because they did that that uh coming in 2023 disney thing and they showed a clip of uh peter and wendy um in that um okay but this is uh obviously based on peter pan uh it is disney so it will be a little more family friendly uh, but if you haven't noticed who plays Captain Hook yet... No, I haven't. I don't think I've seen it yet. Um, there was a glimpse of him early, but then they show him later on. I'll let you finish uh, while I talk and see if you know who it is. Um, but this one's the, it's stated... Uh, actually, I can bring up the piece about it, what they said. Because um, this is a slightly different take on the tale. I can't see who that is. It's too dark. He came out of the shadows, and it was like, eh, it's a weird angle, and it's a little too dark to watch such a small screen, eh, so I didn't really catch it. Uh, so it's Jude Law. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. Um, it's uh, pretty interesting. Watson himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, so so this is set to premiere on uh, Disney Plus in April. Um, it's one of the many projects that uh, Disney had laid out for being streaming only um, because they believe that there is I can't I can't find the article where it was but they were talking about it but um, there's a lot of cool a lot of cool ideas they're doing with this with with their their plan going forward and, and it was all set up by uh, Bob Iger way before um, and then oddly enough kept as true as possible as I think what going forward ever since he stepped away and then came back. But their whole plan was to limit theatrical lease to what they refer to as tentpole franchises. Okay. I think is what they called it. Um, it might be a term. I might be confusing that term. Anyways, their whole plan for theatrical releases is going to be um, essentially blockbusters. Kind of like what what Warner Brothers was trying to do for a long time, where like they just didn't greenlight anything they didn't think was going to be massive. Um, Disney is doing it a little differently. They realize their pla- the Disney Plus platform is a strong platform for not just uh, retaining their own IPs across, as they release uh, for home home video release, but for debuting new content that's borderline theatrical release level. Okay. So not that they don't have faith in these projects, but these projects were literally set to debut on the Disney Plus uh, platform. So these ones are going to be there's there's like four tiers to them. There's like the super family friendly stuff, um, which is going to be more of like the animated uh, uh, things. There's going to be the 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 early teens, uh, young crowd ones like the um, high school musical shit like that. There's going to be this stuff, which is going to be more of a, uh, a mature audience type thing. So like borderlining PG-13, essentially. Um, but because it's on TV, it doesn't really have to have a rating like that, other than like TV-14 or whatever the fuck nonsense they put on there. Uh, and then they'll have their... Um, more their darker half uh, are a part of it and that stuff's going to be like the uh the things and again these aren't just movies the tv shows too but this is the stuff that falls in like the mandalorian and some of the marvel stuff where it has violence um but is still remotely family-ish friendly like there's no like uh massive amounts of gore there's no bad language um things like that uh so that's their whole kind of like plan um going forward uh but also i was trying to pull it up so um not only does it have jude law in it as uh captain hook um it has other notable actors that joe would know the name of be jim gaffigan uh actually plays mr smee oh that's perfect uh molly parker is miss uh mary darling uh alan tudyk is george darling that's fantastic um, there's also going to be, there's some other ones they haven't fully announced just yet, but there's, uh, this, this particular iteration is actually based on the book closer to the book than it is, uh, uh, not the book. So sorry, there's a book called Disney's Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, that came out in 
2015. Anyways, so this that book uh, was based on the original J.M. Barry book, Peter and Wendy, that was released in 1904. Um, and it was like a, a Disneyized version. Uh, and they also, this one, do you remember the one that came out um, 2015? The one with Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Pan? I think so, yeah. I think it's called Pan? Yeah, because there was two other versions. There's Pan and there's one other one. One had Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman. And one had... Was it the guy who... Who was it? Was it? I can't remember who it was now. Was it... Because um... I, I think... I want to say I don't remember, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, two did come out at the same time. Peter Pan. Can't remember who's in that one. IMDb Peter Pan movies. Peter Pan, Hook, Peter Pan, uh, 2003, Finding Neverland, 2004, Pan, yeah. 2015. No, that's all lists. Was Pan 2015? Yeah, Pan was 2015. Okay, I think uh, that was the one I was thinking about. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. As some would call him. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, movies like Hook uh, were a big thing. Uh, people were, were, were thinking this was going to be that. So basically, whole the whole thing is this is based on the book versus the Disney original movie. So this isn't like a live action version of Peter Pan. Uh, from the the animated one, this one's gonna have the darker tones. It's gonna have death in it, which is crazy. Apparently, like that's nuts. But this one is um, again. I've never read the original. Uh, this is what I, I I read a long time ago, and it could be just a different one. Uh, but originally, I guess the Lost Boys, which aren't always all boys, which is hilariously mentioned in the in the in the in the trailer. Um, uh, is they're actually kids that were rescued by Peter and uh, Tinkerbell because their parents were about to die. Oh, okay. So he, he like essentially goes there to save them the heartbreak of like losing their parents. It's an interesting take on that. Yeah, it's very... I, again, I don't know if that's from the book or if that's this is someone else's thing. I was reading an article and it got really confusing because like there's so many variations of the story that's kind of like hard to really get around but I thought that was really fucking super dark um so I don't even know if like the kids know or what but I was like damn that's uh that's some savage ass shit right there right trying to find I mean it's almost like if you could play it in a certain way uh very uh sucker punchy you know yeah having your way of uh, of having your own world, making up your own world to escape the weird fuck n- fucked upness that you actually exist in. Yeah, so Pan, uh, the one with Hugh Jackman, was a prequel to Peter and Wendy. The book. Oh, okay. So it... Uh, it, it so Hugh Jackman actually plays Blackbeard in that movie. 
Okay. Uh, and it's essentially the story of um, an orphaned Peter. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, basically being, like, brought... He was a baby at the time, I believe, uh, when he was abandoned. Uh, and then uh, some other stuff happens and blah blah blah. But yeah, it's the, it's essentially the the or not essentially it is a prequel to the book uh, uh, Peter and Wendy, which so was pan based off of a book or was just that movie a prequel to the book? Uh, th- it is uh, it's based so it's based uh, well no it's so it's it's its own thing. It's not based on anything. It's based on the original book uh, Peter Pan, which uh, is the tale of Peter Pan and then Peter and Wendy is the sequel that tells a story of that we all know as Peter Pan from the animated Disney movie. I know that's why I got confused the other day when I was reading all this. And that's why I don't know if the, uh, like the, um, the story, the the article I was reading about the kids, the lost boys being, like not being orphaned, like pre-orphaned, I guess you'd call them, was right, was real, or from something else. Uh, it was very convoluted and very confusing, and I wasn't too sure uh, where it comes from. Um, so I'm trying to find. So the original play was called Peter Pan or the Boy Who Could uh, Wouldn't Grow Up. Then, um. First, or was it just a story that I guess I've never really delved into the lore of Peter Pan I just always took it as like yeah it's a story written by somebody like I actually don't really know who who the author was so he was a character developed or uh, developed by or created by uh, Barry, I'm trying to find all the information. I'm gonna pull up Wikipedia so I could read. Not that Wikipedia is yeah. the end all, be all, fucking, but usually has a pretty good. Uh, I'm on it right now, and it's a lot to take in. Yeah, there's a lot to it. So Peter Pan first appeared as a character in Barry's *The Little White Bird*, a there novel for adults, in chapters 13 through 18, titled *Peter Pan in the Kensington Gardens*. Peter's a seven-day-old baby and has flown from his nursery to Kensington Gardens in London where the fairies and birds taught him to fly. Interesting. Uh, Barry returned to the character of Peter Pan, putting him in the center of his stage play entitled Peter Pan or the Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up. So it did start as a stage play. Uh, premiered in 1904 in actually Duke of York's Theater, London. Uh, Little White Bird and published let's see, he extracted the uh, Peter Pan chapters, or no, Hot, Hotter and Stoke extracted the Peter Pan chapters of the Little White Bird and published them in 1906 under the title Peter Pan in Kensington Gardens, so I guess that 
would be the first publication of it, with the additional illustrations by Arthur Rackham. Barry later adapted and, and expanded the 1904 play's storyline as a novel, which was published in 1911 as Peter and Wendy. There you go. Okay. Because I've always wanted to go back and read some of these, like, more classic stories. Peter Pan, uh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, Right, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I never, I never read the sequel to it. Um, what was another one that I want that I was thinking about reading? Oh, uh, Wizard of Oz, and all of those weird sequels that it has. Oh yeah. Jason Isaacs was the other one I was thinking of. Uh, so Peter Pan, the 2003 film. Again, so many of these. Um, had had Jason Isaac as uh, uh, in it. Um, he played Captain Hook. Um, well, he played multiple characters. Um, because the one of the there was a I can't I need to I need to look it up and I'm not going to do it now. There was a uh, a weird thing about it because the play. He was the play original play, the character who played. Captain Hook, the actor who played Captain Hook, also played uh, Mr. Darling, who is Wendy's dad. Okay. So there's a like a thing, psychology thing, that basically was saying that Captain Hook is the like the evil version, like the the evil thought process of like this dad figure, you know, like uh-huh. making all these rules and stop blah blah blah, you know, whatever. So uh, in the 2003 movie with with Jason Isaac um, Isaacs he plays both Captain Hook and Mr. Darling okay yeah again an interesting take on it I'm trying to look up no that's not what I wanted something about his I don't remember. There's a bunch of it. I can't remember all of it, but yeah, I can't remember where I even. I'm pretty sure I dove into like four subreddits and some other stuff, looking at other stuff that was talking about these, this stuff. But anyways, the the trailer looks rad. Um, as you as you probably finished it 12 minutes yes. ago. Um, it's uh it, it has some pretty cool things in it. Um, I haven't heard anybody complain yet that Tinkerbell is not white. Um, but then again, she's a fairy, just like she's a mermaid, so it doesn't matter what color her skin is. Because uh, technically speaking, her she should have, like, if we're talking about Little Mermaid, didn't she have purple skin or something in the original book? I don't remember. Or story? Uh, anyhow, doesn't matter. Uh, people are fucking stupid. People um, are stupid, though. No, there's a space there. Yeah, there is. Little Mermaid, 1837 tale. Actually, I don't even know if this will tell me. And if you don't know the original story of Little Mermaid, it's fucked up. Well, with most of these types of tales, it is. Isn't this a... Is this one of those Grimm's fairy tales? Yeah, I believe so. Published in Fairy Tales Told for Children, first collection, third booklet. 
uh, I guess it doesn't say it's not a, a grim fairy tale, but it is a grim fairy tale. Yeah. The as in like G R I M, not yes, G R I M. Um, yeah, if I remember correctly, in that one, she cuts her legs off. Is that what she does? To be See, with I the don't princess. Really remember a whole lot about this one. Uh, to be with the prince and like then like she, but he like I want to say she, he like is revolted by her and like rejects her I don't know I'm, I'm slowly reading through the consuming the portion will make her feel as if a sword is being passed through her body yet when she recovers she will have two human legs and be able to dance like no human has ever before however she will constantly feel as if she is walking on sharp knives in addition she will obtain a soul only if she wins the love of the prince and marries him uh, for then a part of his soul will flow into her otherwise at dawn of the first day after he marries someone else the little mermaid will die with a broken heart and dissolve into the sea foam upon the waves wow after she agrees to the arrangement, the Little Mermaid swims up to the surface near the prince's castle, drinks a potion, blah, blah, blah. Stuff happens. Uh, yep, plot line happens. Something about killing the prince. She throws the dagger and she throws the dagger and herself off the ship into the water just as the dawn breaks her body dissolves into foam but instead of ceasing to exist she feels the warm sun and discovers that she has turned into a luminous and ethereal earthbound spirit a daughter of the air yep as the right. little mermaid ascends into the atmosphere she is greeted by other daughters who tell her she has become like them because she strove with all her heart to obtain an immortal soul because her selflessness, she is given the chance to earn her own soul by doing good deeds for mankind for 300 years and will one day rise up into heaven. Wow, that was a... Yikes. That was a twist. Yeah. It's Han Christians Anderson, by the way. Wrote that one. Because it doesn't say that in Wikipedia. That's at the very top. Does it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm looking, you would think that in the right side where it's talking about the original title, the translator, the country, the language, series, yeah. games, published, publication, publisher, that you might yeah. mention that it's Hans Christian Andersen nah. in there somewhere. Nah. But nah, like nah. quick little blurbs, no. Force me to read the article. Stupid. Yeah, no, Joe. Large chunk of it. Whatever. Yeah, Joe. Whatever. So yeah. I have no idea if she's purple or not. No, apparently not, because uh, I don't see it in there anywhere. Maybe I maybe I made that up, or someone else had that story. I can't remember. What else did Hans Christian Andersen write? That dude's written a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that Disney's uh, taken. Just give me a list. Uh, if you yeah. get works is uh is in there. You're a lot of shit, huh? God damn. The Emperor's New Clothes. Motherfucker. The Ugly, the ugly duckling. duckling, yeah. The Red Shoes. The Little 
mermaid. Dude, that guy looks like a dapper motherfucker. Right? Trying to see. He wrote novels too. Holy shit. God damn, that motherfucker wrote some shit, huh? Oh my god, there's so much stuff. The most incredible thing. Nightingale. Princess and the Pea. He wrote The Shadow? The fuck? The Shadow of the Shadow? I'm trying to find out. What the hell is this thing? Oh, no. No, he didn't write the, uh, the, uh, um... Alec Baldwin movie? No. So plot summary. A, a, a learned man's shadow becomes self-aware and takes on a life of its own. The shadow gains insight into the dark side of human behavior, then returns to the man and enslaves him. Fearful of being discovered, the shadow has the man killed. Jesus. Why hasn't that been turned into anything yet? Bro. I mean, it's weird, too, because, like, the art they show here uh, is very reminiscent of The Shadow because it shows a deformed, like, long-nosed, evil-looking shadow. So I wonder yeah. if that's where he got it from. Maybe. Probably look that up and find out, but I'm not gonna. The Snow Queen? Hmm. Thumbelina? Uh, oh, he wrote Thumbelina? Yeah. I know that one. There's also a lot of stuff in German that I don't know in here. Uh, or Danish, sorry, not German, Danish, Danish yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah. So, anywho, um, yeah, the Peter Pan uh, Wendy uh, looks pretty neato, burrito. And it comes out on Disney Plus. When does it come out on A Disney Plus? Do we April know? something? It said on there, and I said it earlier, but I can't remember. It was April, like, something or other. April it was probably 15. on the trailer too, but I just closed it out as soon as it finished. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yep. Did you watch uh, Mandalorian? Yeah. Not, not yet. Neither have I. I've been too consumed with uh, video games lately to do much of anything else. Like, actually playing different video games or still playing Destiny? Uh, that and, uh, like, Hogwarts and, uh, uh, Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> I've seen that Power Wash Simulator. They added DLC that you can, uh, uh, Power Wash Croft Manor. Yeah. thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's it. That, that game is wild. Um, I stopped playing it for a while, um, just because of other stuff. Uh, but now I just don't care, so I'm playing it again. Um, and they did the update, so I was like, oh, I'll check it out, whatever. Uh, it's just fun in general. Like, it's just a fun game. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, this weird story is, like, I have to go back and, like, reread some of the stuff that's going on in it, because, like, dude, I just cleaned an, uh, a UFO that was dis disguised as an RV. <laughs> nice. And, like, I'm in, like, right now I'm in the uh, process of cleaning a temple for, like, a water god. How does that work? Bro, it's so strange, dude. Like, 
It's a water god. So the the temple's on on land, and I'd have to look okay. this up. Can barnacles grow outside of water? I don't. I I don't know. I don't know. So. The reason I ask is because barnacles on this. Like the, one of the first, one of the missions you do before uh, a couple before, is you clean a boat, uh, and the boat has barnacles on it, obviously because it's in water, right? Um, you you clean it when it's on a dry dock. You're not cleaning it while it's in water because that just you know that's stupid. Um, then you get a job to do to clean this like the the upper torso of this like aquatic looking dude. Uh, it doesn't have uh, arms. Uh, he just has stumps and a head uh, with the crown uh, thingy and all sorts of fun stuff. Anyhow, then you... Uh... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You, you do some other stuff. There's like the uh, fortune tellers thing uh, thing you have to clean. Then you go and you uh, clean the, the arm of an aquatic uh, thing in the middle of the desert. And it has like web fingers and like spines on its arm. And it's just the arm. It's like the like from like just shy of the elbow forward, and it's pointing. It's very bizarre. Uh, and now I'm at a yeah. temple, clearly from this water god, because uh, there's like octopuses and other stuff, and there's a statue of a dude that looks very very similar to the the statue I cleaned earlier, but he has a trident. It's very bizarre. But on one side of the the building are barnacles. Okay. And you got me thinking. Aren't barnacles like a sea creature? They are. Can they grow on buildings that aren't submerged? I'm trying to read to that right now. Like, I literally Googled that, and it it came up with an article or something talking about it. But it so far hasn't answered the question. Because it basically does state, like, barnacles can grow. Let's see, where is it? Uh, if you walk along the seashore, you can find barnacles on almost any solid surface that gets covered by water. On rocks, dock pillings, uh, boats, even mussels. M-U-S-S-E-L-S. Yeah. Uh, you can find clusters of these hard, white, cone-like houses. Uh, that's where barnacles live, peeking out only when the water covers them so they can filter food into their homes. This barnacle zone is the highest of the intertidal zones. So I guess it can, as long as it does get water. But it has to be submerged, though, in water. Not like, like splashed on or like sea breezed onto it, right? Like something has to be submerged for a good amount of time to be I mean, fixed. With, with and only then... that sentence, it sounds like it, it can be, as long as it just gets some water every once in a while. And I, I, I say every once in a while, I, I, I really probably mean just like super periodically, like waves come in and go out go in go out because uh, it says they, they're peeking out only when the water covers them so they can filter food into their homes so it has to be fairly wet hmm I thought it was very strange uh, but then again this 
this game is very strange in general. So yeah. it didn't really. I was like, well, that's weird. Barnacles on a building, but it's on an island, uh, and uh, I think I got airdropped in by uh, a helicopter. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it's it's very strange because like there's this uh, mountain uh, that's or volcano that's erupting. Well, it was a mountain and then it became a volcano because like, you know, whatever. Um, and there's like all these characters that you. It's weird because you never interact directly with them. It's always through text message, which is really bizarre. Um, <laughs> uh, there's no like cutscenes where it shows you with other people. It's basically just first person cleaning his shit. And then when you finish a job, which is pretty cool, they show you uh, a, a time-lapse video of you cleaning uh, so you can see your character and it's like full of garb cleaning the stuff really quickly. It's really fun. Um, but there's this mystery about like missing cats and like the mayor or governor is like a, like secretly doing stuff. And then there's this spy plane that has a laser on it and anti-gravity boosters. And then... Uh, just recently, uh, I get a call from this, this dude saying, Hey, uh, my RV needs to be clean. I show up and all of a sudden the RV transforms into a, a flying saucer. Okay. That's awesome. So then I clean it off and it just takes off. Uh, so that's fucking weird. Um, yeah. So weird shit like that. It's just a very bizarre game, but it's very, it's very relaxing. Uh, and like in a way fun, there's some quirky bugs in it where like, dirt gets increases that like just shouldn't be able to uh, yeah. but then you have to try to clean it with water and like you're trying and you have to get like the right angles and stuff like that whatever it's just you know stump dumb stupid video game uh physics and stuff like that uh sure. but yeah it's a it's a it's a really fun game and i enjoy it quite a bit and uh you know that's all that matters and it's on game pass so it's essentially free yeah, so I could literally go stream it right now if I wanted to. Yeah, and I highly recommend playing it. It's it's, it's real fun. Like at first you're like, all right, this is kind of like, not I don't want to say boring, but like kind of like bland. And then like you realize stuff is happening that's not just the cleaning of stuff. And then like text messages come through, and that's how they tell the story. And like just very very strange uh, in general. Um, but then like it just gets pieced together and all this weird shit. Yeah. How's uh Harry Potter treating you then? It's fun, man. Like that game is one of those ones where like it's you can pick it up and play it, like but like all of a sudden you don't realize you're you've been on for like an hour and a half. Okay. Cuz like there's this is one of the first so you know like most open world games, well, I don't want to say most open world games, all open world games, there's no like linear progression. Does that make sense? You basically go wherever you want. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like the in the like then the for example, did you you played did you play uh, the the newest Legend of Zelda game? I have started to play Breath of the Wild. Yes. Okay, so Breath of the Wild is a a, a great example of an open world game because it's an open world game. You can virtually go anywhere you want. Um, If you get to a certain point where you're not high enough level you will die. Yes. Because enemies will look at you uh, and then you will you cease to exist. Um, for the most part, Hogwarts doesn't have that. Um, you can virtually go 
anywhere you want, whenever you want. So as soon as you get out of the, uh, the really the only part of the game that's uh, away from, like for the story stuff, when you're in Hogwarts, like if you go, if you're on one of the missions that takes you away from Hogwarts, uh, that's where you're kind of limited what you can do, like where you can go because it's like a stage, you know. Um, but when you're in the main game in the open world, as soon as you get access to to moving. Uh, and going away from it, you can go and do whatever you want. You can walk to the farthest part of the map and back. You may not have the abilities to defend yourself when you go there. Well, defend yourself, yes, but kill them because the enemies scale to your level, so when you run into an enemy, they're not like just, I'm going to murder you right here. Uh, it's just you have to defend yourself well enough not to get murdered. Okay. Um, so you if you might not have the spells to defend yourself well yep. enough. Yeah, so like you have you you get Protego, which is like the default protect spell, uh, and then you have your normal just uh, attack, and you can kill almost anything with that until a certain point where certain enemies have to be you have to have a certain type of spell to to damage them because their their Protego is affected only by certain types of spells, and that's denoted by the color of the bubble that pops around them. Um, so that's really the only thing that like limits you. Uh, once you get so far in, there's those enemies. Um, but I don't think those those appear until you have that kind of spell going on. Okay. Um, but you can literally... I, I, I wandered halfway through the Forbidden Forest before I realized I was going the wrong way during a mission. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, man, how far is this going? And then I did the little, like, hey, where am I going thing? And it's like, bro, you're like... 40 fathoms away from where you need to be and I was like I don't even know what a fathom is but that seems like I'm far off track yeah um, but then you can fast travel immediately to any of the spots you can do and the best part is they kind of like in this game it's kind of refreshing but also kind of like it feels like I chose the wrong difficulty level but they show you like every available fast travel spot as soon as you find it, it unlocks it, and you can fast travel back there. Okay. So if you bring up the map and zoom in, or select an area, it shows you exactly where those points are at, so then you just have to wander that way and unlock it. Okay. So then you can fast travel there. So once you unlock the broom, which, by the way, just changes the game how you play it completely, uh, because you can use it anywhere outside of a building outside of Hogsmeade. It tells you you can't enter because of a protection spell, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so when you fly up to it, it just stops you from going in. You, you just land, and you can walk right in. Like, it doesn't, like, load. It just loads seamlessly. It's pretty rad. But you once you have that, you can just... I flew to the top of a mountain. And nice. I was like, there's nothing to do up here, uh, but I'm here. So look at this view. Uh, so, like, once you have that, like, you're on foot. Your character never has to sleep. Uh, you just go, th you walk around, and you're just literally walking day and night cycles through this whole game. Because it has a day and night cycle. It runs through. Uh -huh. And during the nighttime, there's, like, nobody out except for, like, bad people. Like, shops are closed for the most part. Like, if you go to Hogsmeade, they're open, but they're not. Like, some of them are, like, locked at night or whatever. Okay. Um... But, like, they don't seem to be, like... I think those are more, like, mission-based locks versus, like... Because I've walked into, like, uh, the potions dude, like, what seems to be, like, 3 a.m. in the morning, and he's like, what up, chum? And I was like, hey, I'm here to buy ingredients. Uh, 
Um, but when you start certain missions, when you go to do a mission uh, or story uh, quest, you get to the little spot where it has a little ring and you, you activate it, and it just says wait. So you hit the button, and your character essentially goes to sleep on the spot, and then you wake up in the exact same spot in the middle of the day, which just tells me nobody pays, pays attention to shit Hogwarts because, like, why is this kid sleeping in the middle of the classroom and everyone walks by him and starts just running their own day as normal and this kid just wakes up and starts his adventure. Like, he's just asleep and dressed like a lunatic because as you go through, you progressively get newer sets, uh, newer items and they just, they never match. You can make them look match and if you want, but it just got tiring after a while because you got so many that just slowly upgrade. I'm sure at the end game, it's going to be a little less of that. But like, like for a long time, I actually think still no, I got rid of those for a while. I was walking around with 3D cat glasses. Okay. Uh, it looked f- like if anyone like would see this, like everyone's dressed like normal, and then you see this psychopath wearing a fucking uh, brimmed hat with the ear flappy things, and like cat glasses with like a purple coat and like a green scarf and wild boots, and I was like, dude, I look like a lunatic, but nobody seems to care, so that's dope. Um. You just wake up in the middle of the floor and the classroom that you're going to go to the class in, and no one bats an eye. That reminds me of a book that I read a while ago. I think it was called Mog's World. I think I've talked about it before, uh, written by a guy named Ben Yahtzee Croshaw. If you don't know who that is, he does the uh, zero punctuation stuff on uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, reviews. I'm actually reading one of his books right now called uh, Will... We'll save the galaxy for food. Nice. Uh, anyway, Mog's World takes place in like a, a, a world, of, more of a World of Warcraft type uh, type game. One of the NPCs, well, all the NPCs are kind of like conscious, but they all know that they need to go do the certain things that they, they that need they need to go do. And when they interact with the players, because uh, you're, you're the main character is. Uh, there's a whole story like he was training to be like a wizard if i recall right then he gets killed and then resurrected as a as an undead uh it's a whole funny story with it within there but yeah he's like you would interact he's like you would interact with the uh the actual players and they're just walking around doing stupid stuff and looking dumb but they're treated as heroes in this world they'll just stop in the middle of nowhere and just stand there slack jawed for the longest time and NPCs would just be like, what's going on with him? He's weird. Just, just ignore him. Just ignore him. Just keep walking. It's a, it's funny. You should really read it. I might just check him out. Yeah. But yeah, your description of that was just reminded me of that. Yeah. Cause you're walking around. Once you like, you start to unlock the other spells, you get access to puzzles throughout the, and things you have to unlock throughout the, the castle and in the world. And one of the things you have to do is you have to light these dragon furnace, like these dragon altars. But you have to light them with a fire spell. Okay. Right? So you get one, and you just shoot a little thing of fire out of your, your fucking wand, and it lights stuff on fire. Later, as you progress and you upgrade that, when you cast that, it shoots an area effect of a fire ring around you. Okay. So you're in the middle of the castle with kids walking around, and you're like, oh, here's one of those dragon things. Light it on fire. Fire erupts from around you. And nobody bats an eye. No one's like, oh, what the fuck's this kid doing? Nah, they're just like walking walking through like, aha. I'm like, yeah, 
goes the main character again being weird. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, it's just weird because I'm like, middle of the night, I'm fucking shooting fireballs through the castle. I ain't getting in trouble. I'm like, I said this to, to I think I said this to you and Adam. I, I, be, I honestly believe Hogwarts Legacy is telling the tale of why Hogwarts has so many fucking rules later on when Harry goes there. Yeah, because you're just wreaking havoc through everything. Bro, just lighting shit on fire, roaming wherever you want, whenever you want, nobody stops you. Uh, eventually you get lockpicking skills, so you like start breaking into stuff that's locked. Uh, you're sneaking into the forbidden, uh, forest, uh, you're, you're breaking into the, the restricted area of the library whenever you fucking want, like, you're shooting off magical spells in the middle of the, the, the fucking castle, which is funny that, like, I don't know if you know too much about the story. Not really, no. So, I, I know a little bit about, there's something about a goblin uprising or something like that. Yeah, so basically... It all stems from like a, a, a throwaway line in the book slash movies about the Goblin Uprising uh, that happened. Uh, and so that's what this is essentially based around. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know how much uh, J.K. wrote about this in other things. I've read all of the books except for the one that's the play they did. Um, okay. Uh, but... It's just more of a. It's just a history point at that point. Like it's, it's just like in uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts, they talk about the the wizards fighting in the war and stuff. You're like, uh, right? Can we get that? that? Can I get that in a book? Anyhow, right. so you start off as a five year uh, first as a, as a first first or new student of, in a five year class. So like you're not you didn't go to Hogwarts for the first four yeah, years. You're a transfer student essentially. Yeah, you're transferring and you've never had. Uh, and they don't explain why <laughs> you've never had structured magic training up until the point where you get basically told that you're a wizard. And so you get a mentor who is a teacher at the, uh, at the, at the, at, uh, Hogwarts who teaches you off camera, as they say, uh, before you start your basic spells that you have. Um, so Protego and the fucking normal, just shooty stuff out of your wand thing. You're using a borrowed wand, um, so it's not always as powerful as it should be because it's not your wand. Have you gotten your wand yet? Yeah, it's one of the one of the very first things you do once you kind of go through the basics of it. Um, did it end up being? Did you go through wand selection on HarryPotter.com? I did. Yeah, it is exact same wand it's I have. The same wand. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool because you once you link your accounts, it pulls that information across, and you actually get a choice. You can resort yourself with a sorting hat if you want. Uh, which I did not do because I don't want to end up in Slytherin like I will. Um, which I think is actually a pretty cool thing because, all right, so uh, side note before I go continue on with the other two things I was talking about. One of the cool things that I kind of am disappointed in myself in is the fact that I didn't choose a different house. And the reason why is because you do spend time in the common rooms. Yes. So, which means you would get to see the Ravenclaw or the Hufflepuff. Like, you've seen a little bit of the Slytherin from the, from the movies. Uh, you've obviously seen a bunch of the the, the um, Gryffindor one from the movies. And for the most part, it's almost exactly the same setup. Uh, but they add in different things for the game. Um, and uh, more of a descriptions of what the book has in it. Um, but it's... The reason I'm disappointed is I could have experienced what it would be like to be in the other houses, because then you would be, be 
interesting to go back through at least some of those parts of the, the game to do that, not only because of stuff like that, but I know for a fact, like in the Slytherin common room, there's a an Easter egg in there that uh, there's a chance that if you walk into, you try and walk into the girls section of it, if you're a guy, mm-hmm. that a basilisk, basilisk will appear. Oh, shit. That's awesome. So, so from what I've seen, there's like, and I don't know how the rest of the the common rooms are, but uh, if you try and walk into the common, the the girls' common room as a guy, the uh, the stairs become a slide. Yep. It you slide backwards, and there's a chance that you'll see a basilisk basilisk just go whipping by the uh, through the halls. There. I would try that all the time until I saw it. Uh, on top of that, uh, certain missions, as I as I have found out. Uh, play out differently based on what house you're in. Uh, I don't know the mission that it was, but like my brother, I think is is Hufflepuff is what he's playing through. There's a certain mission that, at a certain point, depending on which uh, which house you're sorted into, is dependent on where the story goes. So as a Hufflepuff, Adam ended up in Azkaban prison to investigate some sort of killing. Holy shit. But Hufflepuffs are the only one that'll be able to do that mission. Oh, that's some in, replay value right there. In in Azkaban. So if you play it as something else, you'll end up somewhere else doing something else. So there is actually some re- replayability if you choose different houses. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so like in the uh go back to the the previous the story portion of it. So you are brought in, everyone's kind of like, like, oh my god, like a new student coming in as a five-year, and the reason they do that is so uh, you're at the age where you're able to use magic, uh, not just inside the Hogwarts, but like outside of Hogwarts, without being like arrested. Uh, so that's kind of how they get around it. Um, but also, I think you're at the age where like, because a fifth year should be essentially like an 18-year-old, right, in the Hogwarts world? I think so. Because like a fifth year is technically like would be your freshman year in college. Sure. But like, this is like over in England. So I'm not too sure if they correlate the same way. Anyhow, so you're at the age of where you can, uh, you can, you can travel on your own and whatever. Uh, but you can use spells outside of Hogwarts cause, uh, you know, they track that shit or whatever. Um, but anyway, so you're, you're kind of like, you're thrown into this, uh, this world and, really the mystery starts like right away because you're traveling via coach uh, and uh, you are with uh, someone from the ministry and this teacher and you get attacked by a dragon which is awesome but also terrifying Uh, and then the dude gets murdered in front of you he gets eaten by the dragon which I think is not true I think it's a thing that's a misdirect gotcha that's where we're going with this yep uh, but we don't know yet. Uh, and then you you get to, you go to uh, you have to make a, a pit stop at uh, uh, or you you make yeah basically you have to make you're on your way, and uh, there's this uh, locket you have. If it's a locket or a, I think it's a locket, and it to you it's it's it has this magic glowing on it. You can see it because you have an ability to, to see uh, ancient magic, okay. and so you're like it's glowing. They're like, what do you mean? There's a glow to it. And that's when the dragon attacks, and as you're go, as you're falling, free falling from uh, the 
um, the carriage had just got bit in half. Uh, you skydive towards the locket. When you grab it with your teacher, it ends up being a port key, and okay. it brings them to uh, a restricted area only by invite to of of Gringotts. And that's kind of where they start progressing the story about the goblin uprising and you meet the bad guy, blah, blah, blah. And then like this goes wild from there. And they teach you, that's how they, they teach you combat in there. All that fun stuff is the tutorial, which is a really cool way of doing tutorial because it kind of throws you in on it. But vice versa. So that's basically where it starts with the story and how you're a, 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 fi, a first year uh, that's actually in the fifth year. of or You're a first time Hogwarts student at a fifth year. You meet another transfer student that's very similar uh, but she's transferred from the magic school in another country. Uh, little things like that. Um, and then you progress through and find the story and you unlock blah, blah, blah. But what I was saying is earlier uh, about the open world, to get back on point, is it's a lot of open world games will, will limit where you can go. Like, you can't go here because of this, right? You can't go here because of this. Uh in this, you literally you you open the map and there's not like restricted area. You can just walk to wherever you need to go. So like if you want to walk to like that village that's map marked on the map in the far northeast corner, you can do it. It's just gonna take you a while because you have to walk there or run there and go through. Right. But you can as soon as you have access to leave the castle uh, through the story gating, you can do it. Uh, you can wander the, 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 the halls as much as you want day, night, doesn't matter. You can, uh, expel whatever the fuck you feel like it. It doesn't affect students. Like it just goes right through them. So you can't like be a villain and start murdering motherfuckers with, uh, fucking the curses and shit. Um, but when you're in the open world, you run into side missions that you, some of them you can't do because you don't have a spell that affects whatever it needs to be done. Uh, you find, all these weird hidden areas where you have to like solve a puzzle to open a door to get in. Um, you run into uh, NPCs that have to do with the story, and they they're just there, and you can do whatever. Like I fought a bunch of goblins before I had like almost any spells really, uh, and I beat the shit out of them little bastards. Um, and little things like that is just you can like it like. I didn't realize it, but like I thought I was like trying to progress the story that way. Then I realized when I looked at the thing, it's like, no, bro, you just have to take this one class, and then you can go further in the story. And I was like, oh, I have spent like thirty hours not doing anything else. Well, you're leveling up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure I leveled up higher than I needed to be because, like, uh, when you get to a certain part of the story, you you unlock your traits uh, abilities, which is basically ability to add. Uh, experience points to in uh, leveling up your your spells and other things. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to go in at like level five or six. Uh-huh. Uh, I went in at level sixteen. Damn. Uh, so I had sixteen points to uh, spend uh, right away, which was really nice because I unlocked a lot of very nice upgrades. I'm uh, sure. And the thing about it is, in that it's progressed like level locked so you can only get in certain upgrades when you get to a certain level i could get them to the second to third level because i was already 16 Damn. so there's ones like there's the basic ones where like oh once you get to level seven you can get these ones i was like well i'm level 16 got <laughs> okay uh so that's pretty cool um they don't like stop you from doing things like you can essentially keep finding side missions without having to do story missions. And the other cool thing is you actually have to do certain side missions to unlock 
story missions. Okay. And it's not like a, oh, I hate the fact I do this. It's just them showing you how the world works, like the video game world. Uh, so it's not like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this every single time. It's literally like the the story mission says, hey, go talk to so-and-so about this and do this. And that basically unlocks you to go forward in the story. Um, but it's but you find there's so much to do and fucking find and experience. Like I just I started wandering and then like I was like, where the fuck am I? I'm like, I am. It's gonna take me so long to get back to the castle. Oh no, it's not. Open the map. Fast travel back to the castle. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty rad. Sounds like it. Eventually, I'll probably get around to playing it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time, man. If it goes on sale, I highly recommend uh, jumping on it and and, and buying it. Sailor, maybe on Game Pass one day. Oh, yeah, it feels on Game Pass for show, dog. For show. For show, for show. For oh, show. Um, I think that's all I have. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Hey, did you know Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't uh, have a sing- film a single scene with his Batman Robin co stars? No, but thinking about it, it makes sense because I don't think there is a single scene where. No, well, I mean, yeah, there is scenes where Freeze and obviously Batman are together, but it could have been filmed in such a way that he used a stunt double. Yep, they used stunt doubles in in the suit uh, to uh, do it, and they're always shots from the from behind. Yeah. Yep. Is there a reason why? Uh, money, money and time. They what? You, okay, so I guess you just couldn't have them both. They, there was no time to do them both on, on the screen at the same time. Yep. Yeah. So but it, that movie is just garbage anyway. So uh, it just adds to it. Yeah. It's just it's just fucking completely utter trash. Uh, and uh, this article tries to defend it, and I'm like, there's no defending that movie. There's no defending that because that's the same thing they did with Blade Three because fucking Wesley Snipes was being all butthurt about stuff, and it just ruins the movie when the actual actor can't be bothered to be. Uh, and obviously, I'm not saying Schwarzenegger couldn't be bothered to be in the scenes. Obviously, he said there was some scheduling conflicts there but uh, that when you're filming like that it just ruins the movie anyway alright uh, so yeah that's all I have I guess we'll wrap it up for uh, yeah. this week uh, so uh, this has been comes naturally I think is what I usually say we have been Joe I have been Cody and as usual you fuckers just came naturally <laughs>